1: This
2: is a locker room production.
3: Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now?
1: Hola, hola, hola! What is up? Oh man, just super pumped to talk football
2: well it's the time it's the time of year uh
1: did you know that aaron Rodgers isn't expected to report to minicamp
2: oh my god that is a huge story uh
1: welcome to a winners and losers edition
2: of sorry we love football the locker
1: room extravaganza uh winner aaron Rodgers for not having to go to minicamp
2: Sure, and and losing like what what is it like
1: fifty thousand dollars tops? Yeah, I think he gets fined some sort of like if we were fined this amount every day, like we'd drop everything to get to minicamp. But I don't think he <laughs> even feels it.
2: That's like one discount double check symbol. You know, <laughs> he does it one time. That's fifty grand. Uh, is that even is that an active campaign right now? The is I think Mahomes is doing something completely different. Off the map shit. You're talking
1: about like new commercial opportunity.
2: Yeah, they're doing the uh they're doing the Patrick price at State Farm now instead of the discount double check. That's over. Now it's Patrick Price. It's a new frontier.
1: Is it something he can do where he at- is it something he can do where he acts like He's doing like a suck my dick symbol in the end zone
2: like Rodgers used to do. Sure. A suck my dick symbol should be in the list of prescribed celebrations you're allowed to have. Oh, hey, I think Jamel Johnson's with us.
1: Hey. Oh, hey, I think Danny Solomon's with us. I'm here. Still, I think. Oh, I think he's here. I was Hold just on. trying to shout out our, our co-host, Jamal Johnson. There he is.
0: I, because I'm connected to so many Wi-Fi networks, sometimes when I go down the street, it'll just connect to Wi-Fi when I don't want it to.
1: I'm going to award you one gem for that.
0: <laughs> My bad. It's, hey, it's uh, good. To, it's good to hear you both.
1: Jamel, while we got you here, let's talk about the Teen Titans who are in win-now mode. Do you, I like the phrase win-now mode because it <laughs> suggests other teams aren't in win-now
0: mode. We um, all know they aren't. There's only like five teams trying to win now. Everybody else is trying to win eight years from now. But trick everybody into thinking that they're trying to win now. The scam of the NFL. Fans. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Danny. Yeah, I think you were going to go. I was going to. Danny, do you remember being tricked by the Chiefs in the early 2010s? That-
2: sure. I mean, the, the, the Trent Green years were just such uh, a blue balling I, every single season. We had the best O-line in, in history. People still talk about that as one of the be- like That was before Mahomes. That was one of the things that we really were hanging our hats on in Kansas City. And it was nothing. We didn't even beat Peyton Manning in the divisional round. We didn't get past the divisional round. It was the one time that we had a home game, divisional game, and we blew it against Peyton Manning. Went touchdown for touchdown, no punt game. Uh, And uh, that that was as good as it got until Patrick Mahomes saved us. Saved a city. So these pretending
1: that they can win teams, do you think the NFL just lets a few slip through every, like, decade just to give everybody else hope? Like the Joe Flacco Ravens. Or more recently, which pains me to admit, the Carson Wentz, Nick Foles Eagles won a Super Bowl. That kind of fit that description. Because it's like, you know the only two players who played quarterback that season were Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, and that team was the best team that year. How's that possible?
2: (laughs) Well, before I answer that, I just. Is Jamel underwater? He's usually doing something. (laughs) (laughs) Or are aliens attacking robots? That's kind of what it sounds like, also.
1: I might just mute him. Maybe Jamel has to mute himself, or I guess I can mute him at some point, too.
2: I mean, really, this is like. This is one of the hallmarks of this show now, and we have a great time with it. It could be like a Where's. Like, or more, I was going to say, where's Walter?" but it's more of a Carmen San Diego deal.
1: Jamel, you should just turn your Wi-Fi off because I feel like that is in the way of it connecting to every Wi-Fi. I like how when Jamel is driving my- down the street, he's connected. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. What's up? Okay. I don't know what's happening.
0: I'm in. A-
1: uh, <laughs> I did. Jamel, you're not coming through. I did. I know, but you're not coming through. <laughs>
0: I did. I did cut my Wi-Fi (laughs) off. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to talk through a mask.
2: All right, we got you back. That's what the people want. We just want to hear from you. That's all.
1: I like the message. I'm trying to talk through a mask. Um, Well, Jamel, when you're not talking, I would say mute yourself because it's definitely really loud when when you're not talking. Um, Anyhow, we're saying... Only five teams want to win. I was asking about the Titans, who are in win-now mode. Uh, we're saying, is there such thing as people who don't want to win? Covered the Chiefs. Covered uh, Then I said the Ravens and the Eagles were one of these bullshit teams that kind of slipped through to give teams like the Titans hope. Because the Titans, on paper, should not win the Super Bowl. They have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. But they're convincing their fans they're in win-now mode. they are been to the playoffs The last few years, they have good skill players. Danny, can the Titans win the Super Bowl?
2: No. But, you know, what's fun is that they have really sold their meat on these graphics that show Tannehill next to Mahomes with all these, like, hey, the completion percentage is kind of better for Tannehill. And, like, oh, this deep ball. It's Everything they can do – to not get you to believe your eyes. And that is when you know you have one of those teams that will never really win is when you have to make that graphic, you know, you don't have to, I've that now that I'm on the mountaintop, I can tell you fans, if it happens to you and God bless it, if it does, uh, you, you've got to, you've got to milk it. I mean, Hmm. I look, I agree with these graphics,
1: but, you know, I know I know Jamel's squirming uh, in in his lift right now because we're saying the Titans can't win the Super Bowl. And I know he's also a team fan, but his AFC team is the Titans. And I it's just like I don't know their their core group of players are in their primes right now. Like it's just I don't understand it. We're just saying that it's not possible. I'd say it's kind of possible. It's like more than zero
2: percent. If they had like a pretty good defense, then sure, yeah. I mean, you could have one of those teams, I guess, like a Flacco Ravens team. But you got to get really lucky in the playoffs, and uh, I mean, everything, everything has to go right. Don't they have uh, Kevin Biard, Was one of their DBs <laughs> is really good. Sure. Uh, and then Taylor? I. <laughs> no, you had another one. I was going to almost say I was. If you have another one, you're making my point.
1: Yeah. Uh, they have good players. They're kind of like a Tom Brady away from winning the Super Bowl, right? If Tom Brady was their quarterback, they probably win.
2: All you, you need somebody truly great on your team, and you don't have it. And that's yeah. the problem. It's always the problem. Okay,
1: and I know we've talked about Julio a little bit, but that's kind of the main reason the Titans are at the front of this kind of the NFL uh, storylines like these past few weeks, the news cycles. Um, Okay. Danny, I have a couple questions for you because the, what I can't understand. And I, what I feel like a lot of people are having trouble understand is number one, why the Falcons would move Julio Jones and two, why some other team wouldn't just leapfrog over the Titans and offer a first round pick for him. It seemed like he was out there to anyone who wanted him for a first round pick. Why do you think they didn't get more attention or, like, uh, bigger offers?
2: I just – he's 32. People don't like that. I mean, I guess Travis Kelsey's 31, and they might have actually been 32 at the same time sometime this season, or I don't know what it was. But you could – you would trade for Travis Kelsey if you have the opportunity to for a one, maybe for multiple ones. I mean, he's the second in receiving yards, tight end. Uh, But, you know, it's – you, you're 32, and you haven't put together a full season in a little while. It's been not bad. I mean, you're still putting up numbers, but you're not. You, nobody's seen you winning games anymore. You don't like single-handedly take over a game and win it because your team doesn't win ever. So maybe you're good with a better quarterback, but you're going to Tannehill. So what's the diff?
1: Okay. Then back to the first part about this. Why would the Falcons move on from Julio if they can't get more than a second round pick? It seems like just keeping him around and having that turbocharged offense would be amazing with Ridley and Pitts and Gurley, you know, if if he has anything left. And uh, it's just a weird way to – are the Falcons all in or are they kind of like a fake rebuild? I I don't know what the fuck they're doing.
2: Yeah, I think they just got sentimental with Matt Ryan – A little bit. They just, you know, (laughs) they think they got a really, they got a real winner. And and Julio is great, but I think you you always convince yourself it's the quarterback. If they're they're a good team, you always, that's people's cultural bias, is you're always tilting towards the quarterback. Because let's face it, John Q fan, it's because he's usually white. Or he used to be, at least, until we finally allowed black quarterbacks to kick our asses.
1: Okay. Jamel and I talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, that some teams don't know how to blow it up. Because I I brought this up to him earlier, and he was saying that (laughs) you can actually botch a rebuild.
0: Oh, Jamel. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you you drop the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, it's just like, I thought blowing it up was easy. You just get... Rid of your big contracts, and then you draft well, and then but then there's teams like the Jets who show you you don't know how to blow it. They don't they. There's no blowing it up.
0: I mean, but what about the fal? I don't think the Falcons blew it up wrong, man. They had to get rid of Julio at some point.
1: I think it's Ridley is about to get paid in a, a year or two from now, and they they see that that's coming up around the corner. What are you going to give two receivers like Max deals? It's just that's not the way to do it. It's a tough I Agree, because it, it, it's it's just one of those reminders that it's a tough business because what else could Julio have done for this shitty franchise? You, he put up 300-yard games. He played hurt all the time. He made one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. And it's like, all right, well, we'll trade you for a second-round pick when you're technically still in your prime.
3: So what
2: happens? Eventually no, it's crazy. <laughs> eventually it comes for a solved and it's it might be you. It, it might be the perception of you. Maybe the Falcons know something too. you know Maybe he's got a busted pelvis or something. We don't know that that, that shit all comes out after the deal. <laughs> I'll, uh, all I'm saying is I've had to suffer through Sammy Watkins seasons where he's good. But not well, you, on the you field, can't. and well, please go ahead. I don't want to disparage you Sammy Watkins. Really, I don't want to disparage Sammy Watkins either. I love the guy, but I don't think you can
1: compare Julio Jones to Sammy Watkins. So Julio Jones
2: no. is one of the. But he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be your number two in you know he's gonna be your number two guy now in, in Tennessee. Got to give number one to AJ Brown.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know when you have AJ Brown like begging him to come to the team. That feels to me like, hey, I want to play with one of these, like, premier guys. You didn't see uh, Julio Jones begging A.J. Brown to to come be his second fiddle. I don't know. It's a weird deal. I I do think Julio will carry himself like he's the one. but
0: I mean, who's going to get double teamed? Julio,
1: I would guess. There you go. If I had to guess, I would say Julio.
0: So who's going to get all the catches? A.J. Brown still? Of course he begged him to come.
1: Right. No, it's a good move if you're A.J. Brown. I don't know why more guys don't do this. The, the, this tampering era, only the GMs can tamper, apparently. Like, you fine find a GM if they tweet at a guy, but the players themselves can do open recruiting. It's amazing. Like, these guys are going to start taking nods from the basketball guys. Like, why wouldn't you want somebody who plays your position to come, Like it only gives you better looks, but I don't know. I guess not everybody wants that.
2: You can't pay everybody at the same time, so you end up you have that situation and then it all blows up in three years, so it's kind of a way of going all in. And it you is. better have everything else in place if you're gonna go all in like that. And I you know, Titan Titans they, they have a bad defense and I don't know about Tannehill, and so they've got you know. I wouldn't go all in with this hand.
0: Well, you gotta no, believe, they, man. It, it's never going to get better than this.
1: I do think this is the height of uh at least uh, that we're going to see for a little while. So, this is the time to go all in. Oh, I'm and
0: right here on the left, my man.
1: Randy, what's going on, man? Yo,
3: what's going on, guys?
0: So I know we've Thank been you. on.
1: I know we've been on Julio for a little while. We're and we always talk a little bit of that NBA stuff. Uh, we were talking about how A.J. Brown, the Titans' number one wide receiver, was recruiting the shit out of Julio Jones on social media. Just like, bro, come to Tennessee. We need you. We want you. And it's just like he's taken the nod from NBA guys. And we were saying, why wouldn't more players do this? It's only going to open up looks for Brown. Because like, if you're doubling one of those guys, I think you still got to double Julio. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
3: Um, and Isn't that big for Tannehill, who is certainly enjoying himself in this, uh, in this Tennessee know. tenure? God damn! What an amazing uh, place to be. It's just like you're. Did you, he hey, have the a, rich? Get- he, did he have one good year in Miami and get hurt?
1: Yeah, they had a weird deal where they were playing like the Matt Castles of the world over him. I, I don't know what happened.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, was, no, I mean, uh, that's that's a big splash, though, right? I'm. What do you uh, think – what round do you think Julio should go in in fantasy if in a 12-team league? Uh, he See, that's a great question because he used to be one of those borderline first-round guys. Dude, legit, which is such a good way to place someone, honestly, if you want to, like, measure their value. Like, wide receivers that are literally, like, first-round Uh, in demand, that's such a compliment. That means you're just like, that's the peak of your, you're at the peak of your game.
1: Um, You know, I would put him probably mid to late second round now, just because uh, the quarterback he played with before was a former league MVP and Tannehill's not quite there, even though the team's technically a little bit better than the Falcons. Okay. Um, But what Danny was bringing up before was that you can't pay everybody. And I think This is a great point because A.J. Brown's still on his rookie deal. He's coming into his third season, whereas I think Calvin Ridley was coming into his
3: fourth? Yeah.
1: I think over in Falcons. So the Falcons knew that they are going to have to pay him sooner than later. Okay. Um, Anyhow, uh, you know, Jamel's AFC team is the Titans. For years, when he's been swearing off the Washington team, he he roots for the Titans. So for this program, (laughs) huge news.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, <clears throat> did were they were all working out together with Henry and stuff? Wasn't that like on Instagram? Yeah, dude, they're <laughs> posting like weird, you know, the fake uh, collages of them on the field. It's it's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um. So, where do you think Tannehill goes? Also, and does this like it? That's not going to really shift the, what what the Titans try and do. Isn't Rabel at the helm there? Uh, are they going to they're still going to be like play action based, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: would say that their, their offense looks the exact same.
3: Okay. Forward. And Tannehill
1: can run too. He has underrated scrambling abilities.
2: So. Now we're talking about Tannehill's running ability. Come on. <laughs> hey, this welcome. is when you know, this is when you know your team isn't going over the hump.
0: Except Ryan Tannehill in your heart, Danny. Stop <laughs> acting like this.
2: I can't. It's all a joke. It's all a joke. And the joke used to be on me, so I get it.
0: These are different times. Okay. Uh, and then we're so living in a just, new America.
1: <laughs> One last <laughs> recap for, for Randy. Uh, we're yeah. laughing about how the Titans are in win now mode, is a, a really fun phrase because uh, it's like our team's not trying to win. And then right. we're like, yeah, you know what? Actually, some teams aren't trying to
3: win. Right. Yeah, that's what's so weird. Um, they know
1: early, too. And then you're tricking your fan base that you are trying to win. Yeah, who who, we, who do we have in mind that fits this mold right now? Like the, the uh, Panthers, for me, is a team that is tricking their fan base that they're trying to win,
3: but they have no chance of winning. Oh, yes, that's it, for sure. Um, and McCaffrey is only 25, I saw. Uh, yeah it, he is he's not still the consensus is he just because of the injury bug i think he
1: is the consensus number okay. one fantasy guy uh, unless danny you want to push back and, and uh, say, mahomes? say mahomes is
2: i honestly don't want to talk about fantasy out of protest for the fact that we're not having a fantasy league this season
0: due to lack of participation oh dude that can't all be on me man don't do that man. <laughs> that's all my fault i'm just trying to recruit damn damn y'all gotta know a tenth person
1: (laughs) no this is this is how i always say it it's kind of like the guy who's not going to the prom right he's like i'm not gonna go to the prom that's for losers and then it's a week of the prom and then he's looking around for who he can ask and then he's fucking at the prom (laughs) jamel just rent a tux
0: okay (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. If I'm ruining Danny's life. You could in the playoffs. I guess I, I, whatever, dude. Your your options are ruin your life or give you $50 against my will.
2: I mean, Ryan actually accused me of doing this last season, extorting him, which I was just trying, we're all trying to have fun here. People need it's to think of a common good. <laughs> uh, but it is. On a deep level, it is. I've had so much more fun in my life. People are going to be talking about fantasy things. What are we going to talk about? Have you ever
0: shot a super soaker? <laughs> <laughs> That's way more fun than right. losing to you. Because of a fucking a bad Derrick Henry game? No, I don't want to do that.
1: Oh, but here's here's my uh, my clapback, Jamal. Say it, it's week seven, right? Uh, you're you're taking a shit uh, on a Thursday morning. You, you're not missing setting your lineup a little bit, or just seeing if the guy's injured or not.
0: Dude, I do that. I miss it when I had it. My lineups were always fucked up. That's why I want to quit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just think about it we have until training camp to really get serious I mean yeah five months when, when the advertising heats up and all the, the the team tidbits from your beat writers come out and you hear about fucking Chase Young's gonna be a beast this season
0: yeah whatever man you we'll want see. that
2: Washington D in your lineup You d- I do I'll take that
0: shit first round. You know what? Me not playing means you'll get to win the league with all of my favorite players. How does that sound, (laughs) Dan?
2: I do want Scary Terry as my my wide
0: receiver, too.
2: If I'm not there, you can have
0: them all!
2: (laughs) But to answer the original question, Patrick Mahomes, probably third round first quarterback, though. He's going to ball out. He's going to be insane.
0: With that line... I don't think running backs matter as much as they did five years ago in fantasy, right? I think Derrick Henry does. I always miss out on him every season. But the problem with him, same problem with Julio. You'll get 10 games that are like, oh my God, this dude is unstoppable. And then the other six are like, oh shit, he must be out of town. (laughs) I'd rather roll (laughs) those
2: dice than get all these fucking pass catching backs relying on that.
0: That's what I'm saying. I feel like quarterbacks are more valuable than ever. I would take Mahomes in the first round. If I like fantasy football. (laughs)
2: You're already feeling it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My best year ever, I took Breeze in the first round. How good
2: would that feel? To just pick the guy who just goes crazy, wins you the title, on his back, the McCaffrey,
0: that's the one thing that would feel good. The rest of it feels bad. I think the people who picked Lamar
3: two years ago first were rewarded, and I think most of them won. Yeah, I, I, I think that's also accurate. I had McCaffrey the uh, year after that when he crushed, and I unfortunately lost. I lost in the semifinals. Yeah, you still you still carrying that one on you? <laughs> no, no, I was lucky. I was an auto draft that year. I would have taken McCaffrey with like the second pick, but I wouldn't have taken the rest of the, my team. So I, it didn't even feel like uh genuine the whole year, unfortunately, because I auto drafted on Yeah. Which is one of the most fun for me is the draft You get all psyched about your guys and they become your guys. Have you,
1: we should look into this too. Have you guys uh, seen the best ball version of
3: this? No. What's that?
1: Um, it's where you draft a team and then it just gives you So if you forget to set your lineup, setting lineups isn't a part of this. So you draft Hmm. your team, and then it gives you the highest scoring players at each position. So, you know, it gives you two running back scores, two receiver scores, a tight end, a kicker, a defense, and a quarterback.
3: Yes, that sounds good.
1: Yeah, so if your backup running back goes crazy and the first guy gets hurt, you're not penalized for that while the game is happening. Um, so in you know long term season injuries you would would replace that player, uh, but yeah. otherwise you're not fucking anxiously checking reports at nine fifty nine the morning before.
3: Yeah, that that yeah yeah there is a level of anxiety you guys are speaking to that that's around it that's unfortunate. Um,
2: but that's you know that's the rolling of the dice you know that's yeah. why we I mean I guess some that's, people don't don't like it because it yeah, yeah, it like, does feel horrible. That's like bumping. Yeah. Uh, Bowling with bumpers, a little
1: bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I just saw this quote, and it reminded me of something. Uh, so, I love when dudes leave teams and then kind of spill the spill the beans a little bit on what the culture was like, or what how the locker room was at <laughs> after the game sucked. Like, okay, the reason I bring this up: Magic jo- uh, article just dropped about Magic Johnson saying Dennis Schroeder doesn't belong on the Lakers. Yeah, that he tough. lacks a winning mentality and attitude. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> just commenting on a dude who's still on the team. Okay, that's insane. So Julio just left. It seemed like there was some bad blood there. Do you think we get a Julio like hot seat one on one like him and Shannon Sharp interview where he kind of is like fuck Matt
0: Ryan? <laughs> Ooh, nah, man, they just. I don't know, man. It's like um It's like what happens when you and your friend got locked up and you witnessed one of them get sexually assaulted? They're just gonna be different forever. Oh man. We're just not gonna be we're just different kind of friends now. And that's what happened when they lost that Super Bowl. Man <laughs> Ryan was never the same.
3: No, he was
1: not. <laughs> I hope you're still in a lift, Jamel, and your drivers just hearing this.
0: <laughs> well nah, I'm in my own car now. <laughs> uh oh my god. Um yeah man.
1: I, I like these tell all things. I think it's gonna become more commonplace and just we're gonna hear like Aaron Rodgers is gonna to just eviscerate the Packers when he when he's eventually let go or traded or whatever.
0: That's the only book I'll ever read. I didn't read any of the summer reading going through high school. Middle school, none of it. <laughs> I will read every word of that book.
1: Danny, are there any Chiefs players you're
2: worried about doing this to your team? Uh, you mean just coming around? No, because the culture is great. And I, and everybody says so. Well, who doesn't love Andy Reid? I'm just saying, like, objectively. I know that I you know, am a homer. I fan out a lot. I think I... I'm well within my rights at this point, but uh, you've you got to love the culture there when Andy Reid's at the top. He makes all the decisions. He's the face. Nobody's killing themselves anymore at the stadium. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's just so fun, Andy Reid, just being like, look, everybody's cool. I'm kind of like I'm, a, I'm sort of a centrist Republican. I just think everybody should just fucking get along and shut up and play football. Everybody loves it.
1: Okay. Okay. I can see it. Uh, let's see. Let's let's uh let's click around nfl.com for a, for a moment. You guys want to hear some headlines? Sure. Uh, so Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup on on the Dallas offense, quote, I don't see anybody stopping us.
0: Mm. End quote. Okay. Michael Gallup paid to say that.
3: Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like Dallas in June for sure.
1: <laughs> dowson june such a positive place so many possibilities
3: for sure
0: has not seen the football team play recently michael gallup yeah it,
1: it's one of those ones where this is just a nothing article I, I don't this guy kevin patra he's an around the nfl writer he's got about 700 words on this michael gallup story this is The biggest nothing. You could just run this every offseason replace the the name of the player.
3: Yeah. Shit.
1: (laughs) It's
0: it's so bad. I say the same things about all nine podcasts I'm on.
1: (laughs) The way I see it, we're going straight
0: to the top. Yeah, we're unstoppable. Uh, Our media coverage is second to none. (laughs) (laughs) We got a a good
3: core. Who do you you think will be better, Dallas or uh, the Titans, uh, offense wise? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, they should both be in the top eight, or it's a failure for both, right?
0: I'm cool with that. I have the Titans probably at number eight. Yeah. Right, fine. What about
3: the I, the Cowboys? Hate aside, you know they got I they forgot. got Zeke and and they got the Gallup. I <laughs> think know, it's all Ceedee Lamb. <laughs> Lam? uh, Not Dac. C D Lamb, but the the main guy. From, is it, didn't he go to uh, Cooper? Yeah, Amari, Mr. Cooper. Uh, yeah. I think it's all Dak contingency
1: it's just like sure how healthy is this guy is he gonna have happy feet um is the play calling right so you know there's a lot of factors but I would say the the biggest one is Dak
2: well scared Dak is probably about equal to regular Tannehill okay well I
1: it's that's tough I mean I've seen Dak struggle uh you know all players struggle but uh I've seen him in some must-win games, like, really just kind of just not do shit.
0: Um, I've seen Zeke struggle. We're talking about Dak. Like, what is Zeke these days?
1: Oh, for sure. Zeke, uh, what's the backup that they had? T- Tony Pollard last year looked better than Zeke.
0: Pollard? Yeah. Yeah, Pollard. That the stretch where he dropped, like, every pass. Ooh. Or it was like, was it one drop that led to five fumbles? <laughs> Something yeah, crazy. He,
1: That's right. He did tell some reporter he was never going to fumble again, and then like the next week
0: he fumbled twice. Yeah, and oh, then he fumbled man. the week after that, and then he didn't play the week after that. Then he came back and he fumbled again. This was Zach's year last year. Damn, this I didn't know that.
3: That's tough. Yeah, he yeah, had a weird he had one. A pretty but then
0: down stretch. the stretch. But then down the good. stretch, he looked normal again. Yeah, he yeah. came back.
3: Yeah, I remember that. But, Shit. you know. Like we said, the
1: the sport, nobody's going to have a perfect record. But it's funny when they give quotes like that. Because they should know they're probably going to fucking fumble again. Yeah. Um, Odds are. possible thing to guarantee. Uh, But, you know, to answer Randy's question, I think Dallas' offense will be good. Um, It'll just look like last year. They didn't do anything on defense. I I just see them losing high-scoring
0: games. But that's what I hope for, anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, they finally gave up on uh, Sean Lee, so...
3: Who's Sean? Who Sean, Sean Lee? Sean
0: Lee was their, their middle linebacker. he get hurt all the time.
3: Oh, okay. Damn.
0: And now they have a different white linebacker, uh, Van Der Esch.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Okay, hey, did you guys see Cam Newton hurt his hand? <laughs> No. no, I'm serious. So he's apparently supposed to be ready again, like when they're close to like preseason and like actual OTA. So Mac Jones is running the team for like the next two months.
3: Damn. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure you guys already talked about it. What did the Titans give for Julio? Dude, a second round pick. What? What is that? That upsets me tremendously. Why? Why? Why do they get that for that? Well, that, I posed this question earlier, and maybe you could help me out. It's just like
1: I don't understand it from the Falcons' end. You're giving up yeah. one of the franchise's best players ever. Yeah. And you're telling me no other teams came to you saying, that, hey, we'll trade a first-rounder for him? I know you don't want yeah. to trade him to a rival, but
3: come on. It's not like um, Randy Moss in, in fucking Oakland where there's no love. You know what I mean? Like, he's he didn't have – like, why – that's such a for me I don't know what I, if I don't really have a good reference when it comes to trades but second rounder just like uh, rang rang my cherries as just very uh like yeah how, how nobody the only people in that hunt like how many people weren't trading a, just a first rounder for him you know
0: The thing about football is this happens every year where yeah. you know, you'll be Damn that dude is good it was just a fourth round pick that's all it took yeah. I don't understand the math on picks, but we all know that there's value in, like, a not first-round pick because there's 25 fucking rounds. Yeah, for sure. Now, but can it's I just— it, Weird. To me. Oh, go ahead. No, I
2: a- I was just going to throw out Julio's stats just as, just as a talking point to this. If you're wondering why you can get him for a second-round mm-hmm. pick, maybe it's because— 51 receptions, 771 yards, and
3: three touchdowns.
0: Oof. That sounds like a second-round guy. Yeah, that is.
3: Damn. What um, what were uh, what was like Randy Moss's year on on Oakland before he was before he probably worse, blossomed?
0: Probably worse than that.
3: Yeah. Guess I'm going yeah. back to Google. Here we go. No, I mean he uh. You know, that's when he famously said, I'll jump when I want to jump, <laughs> which is great. That's a great thing to be down for. Um, but no, I mean, a, I don't know. It depends on the season with
2: uh, <laughs> with Moss, Andy? by the way. Yeah, yeah, 60 for a thousand and five, okay, and eight touchdowns in 2005, and then 2006 Damn. was 42. Five hundred and fifty three yards and uh, three touchdowns. So those are the more Julio esque numbers. Yeah. Damn.
0: And what was he, he had the those numbers year? having was fully given up on the team? He's so good.
2: Then then he went to the Pats and went insane and, and had yeah. ninety-eight catches for almost fifteen hundred yards.
1: Danny, what was his age during those
2: Raiders seasons?
1: Do you know? Yeah.
2: Oh my god, fellas. Wait, that might you be for here. Uh, yeah, this one doesn't have it. I gotta go to another site.
1: Because Julio's Vamp. thirty-two, and I think Julio's thirty-two. Yeah, that's part of like the value thing.
2: Yeah, he was twenty-nine.
3: Moss was. We pretty close. Okay.
2: Not that close. I mean, I know the difference between my thirties and my twenties was pretty severe. <laughs> Well,
1: I would how say
0: about you're this? hotter than ever, Danny. Hey. <laughs> I mean but physically though. Yes.
1: New England only traded a fourth round pick to get Randy Moss.
3: Yeah. Wow. Why I at said fourth don't... round. You know. I thought it was the second round. Shit.
1: Because um, but, you know, he was a malcontent at that point. Nobody he apparently was a locker room cancer. But yeah. That that's just right. he was on the Raiders, so that's just what happens.
3: Yeah. Shit.
1: Oh, hold on, I'm getting on the highway. Rest. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, here's a here's an interesting date, or I, it's it, today is a significant day for NFL coaches because the rules are changing. I don't know. Okay, and it's a new rule change because, uh, basically, if you're not vaccinated, you can't be around the players. Okay, um, which I think that they were doing some sort of outdoors were okay and some sort of distance, but there are still some um, coaches in the league that aren't vaccinated. And so starting today, you just can't, you can only do digital stuff. So, you know, these guys are going to start missing out on kind of going to work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so it's interesting to me that this is today's the cutoff. So I think, What's the bullet point? If a coach has had at least one shot putting him in the process of being vaccinated, he can be around players outdoors, but not indoors. So he can be out at the practice, but not in the meeting rooms. If the coach isn't in the process of being vaccinated and many teams are doing these on site. So logistically, they're pretty, they could just go get them. Then they're yeah. no longer allowed to be around the team. Um, I don't know why this is like a story that you would think that they would just be incentivized to go. Uh, being able to do their jobs.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see who's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, they're going to have, because a lot of these guys are going to have to say something publicly. Well, can't you
1: go uh, religious reason? I think that that's one angle you're allowed to use is like a,
2: maybe that's it. And then we'll find out that, you know, we'll find out that a lot of these guys are very Jesusy, which we already knew. No, I but think, but it's just an interesting no, Chris, angle. Chris, Christians aren't exempt from getting the
1: vaccine. That's, you can't no, but that's that. the
2: thing: is how what level of Jesus are we talking about here?
1: I
0: don't know. I'm just looking at this. <laughs> there's is some NFL's
2: considering. Saying,
1: <laughs>
0: there's some interpretations of this of this guy. Uh, the, 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 Danny's Jesus. right. Danny's right. If you love the Lord enough, you don't need only His light can, yeah. yeah. can save you from COVID nineteen. For sure. So
2: we're going to find out which coaches believe that. Yeah. And it's just a fun, interesting thing to know.
1: Because, <laughs> you know, what it says, the NFL is saying, if you have a medical or religious reason not to get the vaccine, you might be exempt. And so maybe some of these guys have their reasons. <laughs>
0: Creflo Dollar told me not to get it. Yeah. That's a religious exemption. There's Did he come someone.
2: down against?
0: No, I don't I don't even know what Kreflow said. <laughs> You got to look that up, Jamal.
2: I'm not seeing yeah, anything
0: else. Yeah. When I get when I stop at this median, I'll um
2: <laughs> all right.
0: I'm yeah, look I up. But don't... I really want to know though.
2: I'm surprised, Dan, that you haven't brought up this entire time the uh Reid Reed pleading not guilty.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't think I think that one missed me. NFL.com doesn't talk about that one.
2: Well, ESPN's brave enough to give us the details on Britt Reid pleading not guilty in this crash, which we can't laugh about. But is uh, I mean like it's, you know, you instantly feel bad, but it's uh it's definitely like a weird that's the that's sometimes just even though you know that it's it's just this horrible thing. You're just like, man, I just wish that didn't go down because now we all look like Britt Reed. So what?
1: So he's like, I wasn't drunk and I didn't kill that. <laughs> almost kill that kid.
2: It's bad for your city. You know, when this kind of activity is going on.
1: But I'm, I'm saying like, what's the legal argument for why he's not at fault?
2: I, that it doesn't specify that. I don't have those details, but he made a plea, and the le- he was over the legal limit. So, and it's bad. That's what you don't want. That's the culture you don't want. People going around drunk driving, and that's. It. And I've lived in Kansas City, so, so what good I hope people listen.
1: Uh, sorry, I didn't quite catch what Jamel had said, but trying to figure out okay, so we we, we caught off the Cam Newton hurting his hand and Mac Jones type thing. Is this do you think they are happy about this? The Patriots?
3: Mm. am I lost? <laughs> was it
2: just me? was that too the dog? What? I was just waiting. You know, there's so there's there's enough crosstalk where I wasn't sure when to jump in. Oh, I
1: was just bringing up the Mac Jones is basically the, the number the number one right now for a few months until Cam comes back.
2: I guess if, if Mac Jones was drafted in the top 20, then they're going to have to really make it look like people are going to see him on the field. So you got to really do the dance. And they're going to say cool things about him, no matter what happens.
3: Did you guys see um, that Manning kid uh, chuck that ball down there? It looks like he was throwing it at a Clemson facility. Oh, there's a new Manning kid? Yeah. Isn't that unreal? Uh, you know,
1: um, I guess it makes sense. Archie had the these Mannings, and then I guess there's just more of them running around.
3: Yeah, he, he looks, he looks, um, it look, it was a great video. I, uh, I would suggest checking it out. I don't know how old he is or anything.
1: I saw some video of like this kind of carrot top looking guy who there was like this stamp on it that said like next Mahomes question mark. And he was like running around slinging it. And I didn't pay attention to what his name was, but uh, how many next Mahomeses do you think are coming up? Oh, yeah.
3: I, I think I saw what you were talking about. Like, sidearm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was also pretty cool. Um, oh, of course, right? That's uh, the, the uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Hey, on NFL.com, on the
1: top tabs right now, uh, there's some, like, special tabs. And one is NFL Pride. And then right next to it is Salute to Service. And I just – I enjoy
0: that. (laughs) Mm. How is it NFL pride and they haven't once mentioned Ricky Williams on uh, pause? I know, (laughs) man. It's – it's.
1: I don't think the NFL is ready to talk about gay interactions with their former players. It's ridiculous. What's the
2: story on Ricky Williams? I didn't know that there was anything. So, (laughs) Mel –
1: so earmuffs, if you guys don't want to have it spoiled. But, <laughs> so basically, uh, Sam J is interviewing Ricky Williams. And so it comes up where Ricky's just talking about how open he is and like wants to try everything. He's a curious person. And it comes mm-hmm. up, you know, if he's ever tried any gay stuff. And he was just like, let me tell you a story. And the story is essentially... God, I can't remember what country he's in. I feel bad for not remembering, but it was some European country. He's walking through a park, which he didn't realize was uh, you know, a gay pickup area. Mm. And somebody came up to him and propositioned him as just basically like, Hey man, uh, let me suck your dick. Yeah. And Ricky was like, Wow, like he, he was like, I felt like Uh, what it was like to kind of be hit on and just see as like a piece of flesh or however he he spends it. But then he was also like, hey, why don't I try this? I don't know, you know, how I would feel about it. I don't know if I'd be into it or if I would have a problem with it. So he was like, the guy was like, hey, you want to go behind the bushes and figure this out? And then Ricky's like, (laughs) I'm not saying you're sucking my dick, but yeah, let's go behind the bushes. (laughs) So... (laughs) So they go behind the bushes, and then the dude is down there trying, and Ricky just can't get hard. Mm -hmm. And basically, after a little while, uh, Ricky was like, hey, I don't think this is going to happen. And they sat down on a park bench, and the guy rested his head in Ricky's lap. And Ricky, uh, you know, just caressed his hair and comforted him. And then after that, he took off and never saw him again.
2: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I know. It's, it's incredible.
1: And, you know, there's got to be so many NFL players who are gay or have been with men and just don't talk about it. It'd be really cool if Ricky just even telling that story opened some sort of door for Aaron Rodgers to come out. Oh,
2: what? No, I, I got no, of player. course, we've established oh, quite an, a record on this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, just yeah. somebody
1: who wouldn't have to feel like they couldn't talk about something.
0: We can't be the only show that believes that, right? Like, there's other
1: people, <laughs> right? Bro, when we had Haley on, we asked her about it, and she was like, oh, yeah, like, I've heard some shit. So, you know, it seems like it's somewhat of like a, like a game of telephone type thing going around in either NFL circles or gay circles. Like, it's not just us saying this, no.
2: It's interesting. And it's only interesting because of how big it would be. I mean, if he's not gay, then I guess, you know, that really sucks. But if he is and he comes out, that would do a lot for a lot of people. And we would be on his side and we want him to know it's cool. And just because you're in the NFL doesn't mean you can't be gay.
1: Dude, I think it would be the most fucking baller move he could do. Cause he's actually starting to lose my goodwill. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm starting not to like this dude that much. And now I'm like, there is kind of one more card you can play. <laughs> uh, Cause dude, be the champion. Just be like, I am going to line up against you and beat the fuck out of you. And I don't care what you think about
0: who I am when I'm off the field. In- He's got to get traded from Green Bay. I think they'll they'll blow up his house, man. Do you think that this is like
1: all in motion right now? Like the trains left the station because we have an NFL Pride tab now. We have, you know, the NFL. It's talking about gayness a little bit. Like obviously not very much, but um, you know, it's not. It's not not a tab on NFL.com.
2: It's it's actually. I think they're good to do it. I honestly think that out of all the issues that people from where I'm from, like the Midwest, where they come down on it, the softest is actually on the gay stuff. I I don't know why I said it like that, but you know what I mean? Like that the LGBTQ issues, that whole wing of our party, like they are actually the most cool thing because a lot of them have it in their family. The people they, there's just a lot of other people that they're shitty about which makes the whole thing terrible. But, uh, you know, you could do it, NFL. You don't, you won't lose fans. And Aaron Rodgers should be able to do it. Wisconsin's, you know, went blue, barely.
1: Uh, Michael Sam was the closest we ever got. And I can't tell if he didn't make a roster because he wasn't good enough or because teams just weren't ready for that.
0: Uh, that was the second one. I mean, he had, like, a, a decent camp. Yeah, I and remember they were watching it and whatever.
1: just kind of being like, this dude looks like he should be on the field. Like, he wasn't... I yeah, know, if he didn't come out, if they player. didn't
0: come out, they would have given him one more year.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But yeah, hey, good catch on the Sam Jay show because it was just like... what a, it, it was just thrown in there. There was no kind of headline about did you see what Ricky Williams said? It was just like 10 minutes into the show, this random interview. And I was, I was like, what is happening right now? Like, I didn't expect this.
2: That's very, I mean, it's, it's got to be difficult even now as a retired player. But also, you know, it's, I feel like for Aaron Rodgers, maybe he just doesn't want to do it now because he's still playing and he still doesn't know where people will land. And you might as well just be retired.
1: He does seem very concerned with his perception. So, you know, I don't think he wants to be more controversial or more kind of put himself under a new spotlight. I think he just wants to go try and win another Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, and he wants to continue to be a beloved figure and doesn't need the hassle. He's smart. He doesn't need a hassle of trying to figure out some PR shitstorm when you're in the last few years of your glory.
1: Hey, he's not a beloved figure to me right now. Losing a lot of goodwill.
2: (laughs) Who are you to judge? We have no idea what this man is going through. We really don't.
1: What's the difference we, between judgment and a gut feeling? Like, my gut says he's botching this, but I'm not totally judging
2: him. That's the difference between Tannehill and Mahomes.
3: <laughs> you just know.
2: Your eyes tell you. <laughs> oh, man.
0: All right, dude. I'm going to head out,
3: but it was good talking to
2: you.
1: Randy
3: Syfax, thank
1: you for stopping by. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> thank you be well. See you, man.
1: Uh, Jamel. Wrap it yes. up. What, what, do you, what do you got on your mind? What's an NFL thought bubble that's going on inside your head?
0: I mean, just how amazing is Julio Jones going to be? Great question. I mean, I
1: you'd think you'd be super incentivized to do the Moss and show up and just fucking destroy the Falcons' hearts and just be like, you guys made a mistake and should have kept me.
0: Which all, and he doesn't even have to do that, he just has to be better than Corey Davis. Which I think is a given. I would go ahead and say it's that's possible. Yeah, Corey Davis had a really good year last year, but you he know did? what? Fuck him. It's not even about
1: me disliking Corey Davis. It's, to me, Hullo Jones is one of the best receivers I've ever seen. So I think he's going to be pretty good.
2: How will it all come together and how much will he be on the field? So and what got.
1: round do they get eliminated in by the Chiefs?
2: Yeah. That's my thing, is you know, you you've got to have everything all at once. And I don't even know what defense they're yeah. gonna like what what stuff they've done to improve the defense. So where will they be? They were like bottom third last
1: season. Um okay, here's here's the thing that can always throw this season for a loop. And it happens, and Danny. You might want to earmuffs. Um, injuries happen, and you know the likelihood of Mahomes playing twenty full seasons is is probably slim. And one of these seasons, there's going to be a weird gap year where they're not in the Final Four. Um, and it's just going to happen at some point. And um, you know, so one of these—that's why I think if you're a team like the Titans you got to get a little lucky and you have to hope for something fucking wonky like that to happen. And then you can just be the team that's there to pick up the pieces.
2: I'm sure it'll happen eventually. And I wonder how we're going to be able to avoid some kind of a, a slump since it's such a huge thing. The super bowl slump for it's the loser. Tough, yeah. They it's are like just demoralized. Like that's a thing. Maybe. But uh, I, think, I but yeah. we have a line now.
1: I mean, no, your team is good enough to make it back. There's no question. It's just, will they all be standing after 17 games? I don't know.
2: True, but will Julio?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. It's
2: a war of attrition. You got to be ready for the playoffs too.
1: Well, it just happened in the NBA, where I think you know, I'm a Laker hater, but they uh, they have the best team, and their best dude got hurt. So I think. Uh, they, they're they out of the tournament now, and now it's just like, holy shit, we're going to have a new champion because this weird thing happened in the first round.
2: And when their best dude gets hurt, and they, it, it brings the rest of the team down because they had huge expectations for the season, and they went all in on this guy, and then he goes down once or twice, and it's just, it makes everybody kind of feel skittish and nervous, and then they fuck it up. In the playoffs, when it counts the most. Because they know they don't have it. I know that
1: basketball is different. It's just being top-heavy. It's just kind (laughs) of... The depth isn't there. The other teams have, like, ten good guys, and you have, like, three good guys.
2: I would actually... I'll go out on a limb and say, if we lost Travis Kelsey, our team would look like a bag of shit. For at least a little bit.
1: That's what I mean, man. The shit is, is fickle. So...
2: I don't want to bring that curse on them, everyone's life.
1: I don't either. It's just, you know, it's a reality, and it'll happen at some point, and it'll suck, but you'll be okay. I guess. Uh, Danny, final thoughts on the week?
2: Oh, you know, it was uh, it was actually the first time I watched a basketball game, and I'm, I can get back into it. So yeah. I'll I'll be able to live through these lean NFL months. I think. I wish the playoffs was longer. <laughs> the, the players don't. <laughs> I'm sure not. <laughs> but why are they playing 81 games till the playoffs anyway? We all want the playoffs. Why don't they make the entire plane out of the black box?
0: Yeah. He's right. 20 game regular season, 60 playoff games. <laughs> it's like <laughs> basketball. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, that actually sounds fun as fuck,
1: dude. I've been meaning to rewatch that. I kind of forgot the playoffs were longer than this.
2: <laughs> great bit, That's full okay. of great bits.
1: Uh, all right, uh, Jamel, final thought. You already asked me that. No, I said, What's a thought bubble in your head? I didn't say final
0: thought. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Two final thoughts, yes, sir. <laughs> Well, my final, final thought is I'm currently online in Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Yeah, that's me. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Oh, you got to end it on that. Love that. Okay.
1: uh, Be safe. Love you, everybody. Uh, Sorry. Sixers. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Very sorry I didn't get the half and half. Just a regular lemonade this time. Bye.